0: I would like to welcome everyone to the 57th episode of Money Trees. You know, originality is a sought-after trait in art. While I believe there are no truly original ideas, there are ideas that iterate on what came before them to create something spectacular and unique. Today's guest has captured that originality in their work. I remember being mesmerized when I first saw one of the pieces come across my timeline. I am beyond excited to learn more about their art, inspirations, and motivations. We have an animator, artist, and world builder here with us today. Tara Moves is here. How are you feeling today?
1: I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) You know, I, I have a ton of questions, but before I go, can we start with your start? When did you know that a creative career was in your future?
1: Uh, So I always liked, I always liked making things. Um, I liked making little films with my friends. Uh, I had like the oldest version of iMovie on my mom's computer um, and would like do little edits of of music videos to, I remember doing one to Rihanna's Umbrella (laughs) when I was like 12 or something. Um, and so, so I always really liked film and drawing, and um, but I I didn't really necessarily take it seriously as a as a practice um, until I came to animation and discovered animation. Was like, oh, this is film and drawing and everything that I've ever loved. And if I don't pursue this, it's like I feel like I'm I'm betraying myself. Um, so I guess that's how I came. That's how I came to. To pursue to pursue art and to take to take art seriously. Um and I
0: think shout I out started-
1: to the oh sorry sorry. <laughs> oh, <didn't- laughs>
0: Go ahead. I was say like, shout out to the OGI movie. I, I, I always it's always funny for me when I look back and see some of the programs that I was using and I think about how I get upset that my Final Cut Pro or like Adobe is moving slow now and then I have to think back like yo, I forget what I used to not be able to do. So you gotta appreciate those humble beginnings and how far all of our creative programming has come.
1: Yes. The the technology, the way it grows, um, which is now funny <laughs> to be in the art, art tech space. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then I guess, I guess the second part is just like I was working independently for a long time and didn't necessarily see a path to, to becoming an artist despite wanting to be, and then starting to work with other people and starting to really collaborate and understand what that meant. Um and that that was that that really like set a path to to take things seriously. So
0: that's really ill. I I respect people that can create I don't want to say in a bubble, but isolated and they can really kind of uh you know, the introverts I'll say. Not that I'm not trying to assume your personality type already, but just in general, the idea of being able to be inspired. By yourself, I don't. You know, I'm, I might be. I might be saying this wrong. I hope, I hope people understand what I'm getting at. But me personally, I love being around other people and collaborating. To me, is how I get my best creative juices going. Like even this show, like this show is dependent on me being able to share energy with someone else. To me, I couldn't just have a talk show where I'm talking and it's too centered on myself. I love being able to kind of have that tennis match of that back and forth. And so really, I I mentioned, just super excited to chop with you. And this may be a stretch, but I don't know if I can pinpoint art that to me has been as unparalleled as yours. And what I mean by that is I just can't think of anything that it reminds me of or that I've seen like it. And I, I, I love that. It's amazing. It's a testament to that originality that I alluded to earlier. And of course, you know, no single person can have full exposure to a space like the arts. But but still, it's new to me and dope as hell. How did you, like, come into your own with this creative animation style that you have?
1: Um, first of all, wow, what lovely, <laughs> what nice things you're saying. Um, I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. Um I, when I first started animating, I got into rotoscoping, which is the way I create the little dancer animations, and that looks like getting an animated reference video, um, like doing some things to it to help it loop, and then drawing drawing over it, um, and it was one of the first types of animation that I learned just in, in Photoshop, and I was immediately drawn to the process of working from like real references, especially as someone with a background in film I liked I liked the process of actually shooting things and not just uh, coming up with things from 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 nothing. Um, and then I really enjoyed the process of like sitting with each frame and figuring out what I wanted to highlight, what lines I wanted to draw um, and the intimacy that was there between me and and the reference footage and uh, the person that was being featured. Um, and so, yeah, I, and I, I kind of kept doing it. It was like a really fun way to connect with people, um, to collaborate with people. Originally, um, the, the kind of moves animations were a series, like a playlist series where we would, um, where I would meet up with someone and we would shoot something and then I would animate them and they would maybe create a background or if they were a musician, we'd pick a song. Um, and it was just like, it was just a really really fun way fun way to connect with people um and it just kind of went from there and i i mean i think it (laughs) i think it looks pretty and i like i like uh i like that realness where uh each the animation despite being illustration despite being kind of like even an abstracted version of of folks is like deeply tied to who they are um
0: I remember when I saw, and so the piece that I was speaking about earlier was House Party. And the House Party NFT came across my timeline. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh shit, no, I recognize that person. Wait a second, like they're silhouettes, but they're in this kind of 3D, you know, graphic space, but they're 2D at the same time, but they're moving and it doesn't feel flat. It's like you had incorporated all of these elements. And again, it was just I didn't have I didn't have a reference point. And I'm sure that it does exist. So I would love to know what are your direct art inspirations? Like how did you, or maybe it's not, maybe it's came across, you know, it's completely brand new. I I don't know. I would assume that there is artists that you have seen that have like, uh, inspired you to get to this point with your creations.
1: Um, yeah. So artists that have inspired me, I mean, I think it's, it's corny, corny to say, but, uh, Everyone who's featured, everyone who's featured in the piece, is an artist that inspires me directly. And there's 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 visual references that I use as well. Um, but I'm 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 terrible with names, so I, I'll maybe I can send you. I was worried. Oh, I was like trying to figure out the names of the folks that I wanted to um, to reference. But I've always really liked art that contains like multitudes. Um, uh, Nia. Uh, Nia Simone on uh, Twitter um, has a really incredible art piece uh, where she's it's like a self-portrait and she's painting and there's all these other paintings that she's created um, in the background and so it's like both the painting itself and then there's paintings within paintings um, and there's like a lot of, of, of examples of artists that have have done that Um and then I also my friend Shelby put me onto this artist who does these really incredible architectural drawings, uh, featuring uh, different folks, um, and I should probably should be able to find, to find uh, their name, but um, but yeah, and then and then each of the individual people that I've been able to engage with, like in in my life contributes to to the overall the overall vision because if if they're musicians then like that that adds a dimension and if they're visual artists in a specific way so I know I was I was listening to your conversation with Amina earlier um and that was such a huge part of uh like she was such a huge part of or inspiration for um the piece that we created together that is ultimately uh a painting within a painting in the house party piece as well um so just just like a lot of different folks and a lot of different uh, visions kind of all, all coming together, aligning vibrations, and like existing uh, next to each other, if that makes sense.
0: No, that makes complete sense. I love that. Shout out to Amina. Amazing episode. And I'm almost 100% sure on that episode I said that I wanted to reach out to you and have you on the show. So I love that that seed has come to fruition. You've yes. talked about the amazing creators featured in your House Party piece in particular. And so you've already mentioned that you've worked closely with some before. Are all of the creators people you're friends with or are some of them f- people that you are fans of that you were now able to collaborate with on this piece?
1: Um, I am very lucky to be able to say both. Um, ev- like everyone in that piece is someone that I've... Uh, admired and look to as uh, an artist and an inspiration and are people I have the pleasure of calling my my friends and loved ones um, and that's been so incredible over the course of um, I started the project in Oakland um, like almost like four, four or five years ago um, and so some of those pieces go back all, all the way to then uh, like aromas and hennos um, are pieces I created a long time ago. And then folks that I've like just started to um, form closer relationships with. But that's really important to me um, in my art is to have, like when I first started out, I was like, okay, like whatever, wherever, all the artists, all the inspiration. But as I've kind of come in, into myself as an artist, I think it's really important to me that I get to showcase, um, people I, I, I know and trust, um, especially because, because part of, part of the moves project is like visualizing collaborative and creative networks, um, and building, building and building and visualizing community within that. Um, and so I really want to make sure that like everyone, everyone in the space is, is cool and is, is for the people. (laughs) Um,
0: that's ill. Talking about everyone being cool in the space, I don't want to pivot too far off of the art aspect of it, but it becomes kind of interesting to me when I think about... Actually, you know what? You mentioned <laughs> Heno. Heno, yes. Heno credits you with introducing him to NFTs and Web3. What was your first piece of exposure that made it click and connect for you that this was a space that you wanted to operate in?
1: Um. So... Honestly, I, I feel so lucky that, to, be, to have been able to um, put Heno onto this space and then to be able to, like, uh, that, and because that's all, that's all come, come back around. And honestly, seeing him and his journey is what allowed everything to click. Because when I was first entering the space, I really saw the potential. I thought it was so cool. Um, I had, like, a crypto friend who talked to me about it. And as an animator all of my artwork had been commissions, And so it was really, really hard to find time or funds to execute my own visions, um, which is something I really wanted to do. And so this kind of came up as like a way to do that. You know, Beeple had his successes. Um, there's this, this platform where you can release digital art and it can be sold. Um, or at, at the time, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a platform. Um, little did I know. And then it, it was kind of difficult uh, going to the space. I think that my first reaction was this is so cool, and it feels like something that would really easily be dominated by um the same people that are that are currently uh, dominating our our world, um, particularly, you know, white patriarchal tech rich people. Um and I was like really excited about the potential of using the tools to like organize and to, especially so early in the space to be like, okay, how can we carve out a space and make impact in the space? That's not that um, when it's so early and when there's potential to do so. And I think that that's like still something um, we're all actively working on and have succeeded on in many ways. Um, And that, but that was all, that was all my, my like hopes and dreams and, talking to individuals about it, it was still, it was like you as a person who's not a rich white tech man should get into this space because you have the potential to influence it and benefit from it. And it's urgent and getting back a lot of negative, negative responses to that um, for, for all like reasons that are super valid, the environmental impact that folks just don't have time to explore this technology uh, when life gets in the way, um, that it's really confusing, that it's gas fees are prohibitively expensive, like all the terrible things about the the NFT space, um, that I was getting as, as feedback. And that was really, I don't want to say demoralizing, but it was like, damn, like I have a lot of hopes, but I don't know, like, we'll see, um, And so then to see like Heno be someone who like really took that and ran with it and was like, okay, like let's see, let's see what happens. And then um him him featuring in the Umba daima gallery and then seeing his kind of journey at uh NFT NYC and then getting to actually go and spend time with folks um at in Miami last last fall or last December, that really clicked. Like I was there and I was like, oh wow, like this isn't even just about the NF- NFTs as like a mechanism of, of buying and selling, but it's it's about the community. There is the, there there is community that exists that isn't this like terrible terrible thing, um, and it's happening and people are building together and it's real. And I think that the IRL, the in real life experience, is what I'm realizing made it made it really click. Um, and I think that that's. Uh, that's something I try and be aware of with onboarding and with with moving in the space as well. Is like uh, everything. That it's it's a te- technological tool, but ultimately the way uh, things get formed are through through real experiences in real life. So,
0: I've been going back and forth on the word community. You know, I well, let me say this. I agree with so much of what you just said, and so again, I don't want to make it too much about. The negatives, but I think that there's a huge perception issue in this space. And mm-hmm. trying to navigate how we onboard new people, how we keep the artists that are already here motivated, it becomes this insane um, battle. If you know, and it's it's wild because they call it gas wars, and mm-hmm. you look at it, and it's like most people can't even participate in these wars. What, what was it two days ago when we had fifty-five thousand mm-hmm. ETH? Burned in four hours or however short time frame that was with one of the more popular projects. That is so much like that is literal yeah. uh, world. Not let me not say world. Let me not be hyperbolic. But that is town changing wealth. I'll say that yeah, much. Absolutely. That that is literally. You know, we look at problems that need to be addressed. So much else could have been done with that wealth. And when people on the outside look at that, part of our onboarding has to be, well, how do we explain that in conversation? And how do we say, no, that there there is a lot of dope-ish happening over here. You know, you've talked about it. You've talked about the disparity in the space between the popular projects and the cultural influences that a lot of the art is having. And I feel like the blockchain's providing these artists with this sandbox opportunity that we haven't had to share our work in new ways. But when you have to battle with the popular projects, I'll say, and I say battle because they're the ones making the most money so they get the headlines. You mm-hmm. mentioned Beeple, but Beeple is very much the needle in the haystack. That, mm-hmm. that is not a common occurrence from the art side of the world. Many of these PFP projects, people don't even care about the art. It's about the traits and rarity and all these other things. And- I want to quote you really quick just because I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful comment. You see, I think folks have, a strong, have strong reactions because some of, real, some of the really gross NFT projects are the ones that are heavily publicized. But there's also amazing culture and community being created. Web3 centers ownership for artists and enables liberating forms of cooperation. That, to me, beautifully said that you can go and look and see some of the and you know the crazy thing for me is i always say that some things just aren't for me that mm-hmm. whether or not you know how we feel about them sometimes those emotions can uh override the logic part of our brain and we react there and i like to not even think about that i'm like you know what this just isn't for me but if you look in the right places there is amazing shit being built how do i spend more time in those pockets and so I'm gonna recenter this back onto you, back <laughs> on the dope communities that you're a part of. The house party NFT we've been talking about is the is your first uh, Friends with Benefits fellowship project, correct? Yes. What made you want to join the FWB community?
1: Um, I think first of all, I love that you shared that that quote because um, that 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 is also <laughs> that's me trying to convince Duasela to join the Web three space, <laughs> which. <laughs> I'm still working on because I really love them. But um, but FWB, so, okay, so I came to NFTs. I was like, this is cool. Whatever, I want to be an artist. I want to do what I want to do as an artist and get funnel uh, resources from tech to art, see, see if that's possible for my community. And then I was like, oh, I, what is a DAO? A decentralized autonomous organization. Is that like a like a co-op? Is that like a collective that, that uh coordinates together um that's so cool and in in coming to like figuring out how i wanted to collaborate in web3 as well i was realizing that there's this this system where instead of an exchange of um funds happening up front where i say where someone a musician says hey tara i want to commission you for an album cover here's uh, i have fifty dollars (laughs) for you and then i have to (laughs) Uh, decide whether or not I want to do that and then that's the entirety of the value that uh I get and that they get from the piece instead uh we can create together and have more um more say both me and my collaborators and then get rewarded on at the at the end um and then realizing that there was like an even broader way to do that via DAOs and uh cooperative cooperative tools, voting mechanisms, all all that good stuff that, that exists um within DAOs. And like that was really, really exciting to me. Like I, I think at a certain point I was like, hey everyone that I'm trying to onboard, like forget about NFTs. Like just think about it. Just think about DAOs. DAOs are crazy. Um and so seeing FWB as like very much exists as this uh DAO to look to. It's like really large. Um, they have like a social, social like a culture mission. Um, that's that's pretty cool, and they do I IRL IRL events, and that's that's my that's my bread and butter. I'm a, I'm a VJ, so I do live visuals, and so I love I love physical in person music experiences, and so I was like, this is really cool, um, and a couple folks, actually three different folks randomly that I knew. We're like, oh, hey, they're doing this fellows thing. <laughs> you should, you should apply, because um, that was. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how familiar you are, folks who are listening, are with FWB, but the way to get access to that to that uh, group or that DAO is to purchase tokens, um, and right now the price of those tokens to get full access is like four thousand dollars or something, uh, which I have opinions on um and I also don't have myself um and so to have that opportunity to be part of the first ever fellowship class where folks were supported in entering the space and we received those tokens um for just our participation in the space was was really cool because I think that that's that was kind of my biggest uh negative feeling about FWB was like it even if you're creating a social club and even if you're like a token gate or a financial resource gate, uh, doesn't make for the best collective group of people. Um, it makes for the people who can afford access. Um,
0: yeah. Financial barriers into your club while they they can quickly lose any altruistic potential you may have had when you first created the idea. And I remember I came across FWB right when they had the token split from like FWB to FWB Pro. And I just didn't understand enough about the space yet. And I'm like looking on CoinMarketCap like, oh, man, is this the right one? Okay, let me go to Uniswap. Okay, let me read their website. And even that, then I saw the price and I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. And I think at that time it may have been eight or $900 to gain full access membership. And yeah. now that, that would have been a 400% increase. So potentially a bad investment, not joining. <laughs> but um, I digress there. You touched yeah. on some really ill points. I think me personally, I am not fully sold on DAOs, but I don't think that you can ever really be fully sold on any organization. No organizations are perfect, whether it's physical or digital. So I think that there's still a way to come or way to go. Uh, for me before I can join one because I want to make sure my contributions are both fair and that it's a long-term uh, I guess thing that I'm joining would be yeah. the easiest way to say it outside of the price what's been and not necessarily FWB but just in general what's been your number one gripe about being a part of DAOs um,
1: so I would say the token gating I would say um, FWB is really big, and I think that that's that's something that comes up for me a lot in the tech space in general. Is like rapidly scaling or or scaling to that extent doesn't necessarily make for the best projects or communities. Um, and so I'm, I guess I'm a part of like four or five DAOs, um, two of which I've started, which has been really fun, <laughs> um, but. I know you asked about gripes, but I'm gonna tell you about some positives instead. Um, but like my favorite, my favorite DAOs have been um, my favorite experience with a DAO ever has been with Void Dow, um, which is a organization, a collective founded by uh, three individuals: a Kai, 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 Morton, um, Lauren Washington, and or Robert or Pinpoon. Um, And they do like they do physical or art technology installations at physical events. And they have a very specific mission and they're all good friends. And they they created it out of out of friendship and out of excitement to coordinate and do things together. Um, And it's scaling slowly. So um, we're selling vessels pieces uh, as a way to fund the the activations that the DAO is doing. Um, There's some other other routes we're pursuing as well. But the, the actual, like, uh, comings and goings and operations of the DAO really happen um, among, at a smaller scale. So, like, I think it's, like, 10, 10 to 20, 20 folks um, all kind of leaning into their skills, and we all know each other, and so we're able to, like, better cooperate and better operate together. And so I think that, like, where DAOs make this mistake is it's, like, decentralized autonomous organization. Okay, hands off we're decentralized, we're autonomous, goodbye. But I think actually, DAOs. well, I guess it's in the name, but collectives don't need to be 100% decentralized or 100% autonomous. I think there's still value in keeping a human element to it, um, especially because if you take the human element out of technology, uh, technology really easily skews into the, the, the uh, dominant Um towards the dominant like that's an issue that's come up with AI countless times and all this stuff so um, I think the best the worst part about DAOs is actually the decentralized and autonomous part but the best part is when that's at a smaller scale and it's really just a new form of cooperative that is enabled by uh, token technologies
0: basically if that, that was beautifully said it definitely makes sense and you have genuinely made me more interested in learning more about more of the DAOs that I've seen, and I think that that is a win right there. I have nothing of substance to add. That was beautifully said. <laughs> For everyone listening, go check out a DAO. You know, I've been I, I've watched yeah. FWB from the outside. I've seen Forty Acres close up with russ and atm who's in here who's doing some work it's it's, it's interesting i mean, just popped back in he's probably hearing this yeah. loss. um <laughs> anyway no you're about to say something though
1: oh no no, no. I, yeah i was just gonna say there's there's so many amazing DAOs, and i think it's really easy to get caught up in like okay i'm jumping in how can i participate but the, the cool part about this space as well in my experience is like it's, the Things that align feel easy, and so like if you're jumping on Discord and it's really confusing and there's not clear ways to participate, you know maybe try. But but a a, a good DAO or a good a good project to participate in will feel like aligned, um, and I think that that's a really cool thing that uh, has kept coming up for me.
0: You talked about how one of the things that interested interested you in fwb was the irl activations and events and meetups so you are making a name for yourself in the bay area web3 space through meetups and apparently there is an nft oakland happening can we talk about what's going on there
1: yeah um so initially entering the web 3 space my mission was to funnel tech money from over the bridge and from the gentrification, gentrifiers that have, you know, taken over the bay to the really incredible decentralized locally based art scene um, that produces like such incredible art, but is constantly struggling to find funding. Um, and, and so that, that has kind of taken some time, but we've reached a critical mass of artists and creatives of color in Oakland. Um, and from the Bay creating and collaborating together and connecting with each other and also working to onboard other artists. And I think that that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal of, of the, um, NF, NF town or NFT Oakland, the sort of IRL activations that we're doing as a DAO is to just like, make sure that everyone's talking to each other, make sure that people aren't siloed, um, that even if we're not all putting on an event together, uh, everyone knows what everyone else is doing and can support and step in. Um, and so NFT Oakland is a uh, further and broader activation of that. So bringing different organizations together um, to, to create different, different activations. So whether that's uh, music concerts, art gallery experiences, NFT projects, uh, projects that aren't necessarily in the Web3 space, but that may have a po-op, onboarding experiences, panel panels, um, and bringing that to, to Oakland that has been operating in a very, I guess, quote-unquote, Web3 way for a long time, but without the technology and without without the money. Um, and so, yeah, and, and working together to, to put on kind of a, a bottoms-up conference. Um, and I think that that's gonna be really, really cool and that's happening at the end of end of July um, so yeah if you if you're if you're free, you should come through Oakland that weekend. Um,
0: I love the easier. bay, love the bay in the summer.
1: Yes, it's beautiful.
0: Um, love the food. And,
1: <laughs> and it's like the the premise is that any any cool organization that's doing cool things in Oakland of which there are there is a long list. Um, you can you can come through and experience that um, through through web three enabled uh, yeah, tools.
0: There's a restaurant in Oakland, and I don't want to butcher the name of this. So I'm not even going to no, nope, not even going to say it, but <laughs> it's got me thinking they ended up having to close. I think both of their locations due to the pandemic because when I was up in the bay, one was closed, and then I couldn't get – like the hours on the other one was funky. Then I came back, and there were no hours on that one. So I believe they both closed. Anyway, Web3 being able to revitalize the restaurant industry through memberships, IRL combinations. God's my brain – has my brain tearing. Oh. Yeah. But that is a conversation for another day. Can we expect to see you at NFT NYC in two months?
1: You absolutely can, yes. <laughs> I will <Amazing>. be there. <laughs> I will be VJing. I will be uh, supporting Void um, with their activations, and um, I'm also working on putting together a calendar of activations that, that is going to exist uh, or that, that are that are happening the week, the week of NFT Oakland. Um, so, or sorry, NFT NYC. Um, so I'm excited as we go. I will on. have
0: to pull up to see some of the visuals live. You know, you have and it's it's been really ill because I told Amina the same thing. I love personal websites. And when people put the time and effort into making their personal websites reflective of you know their personality, haha, no pun intended, but <laughs> their craft, their career, their art, it just I don't know, it sits it sits very nice with me where you can use, you know, you can have profiles on all these social media sites and all of that, but um, It's you're building on somebody else's land and buying your own domain and making your own personal website, regardless of if you get one visitor a month or a hundred thousand visitors a month to me is I'm always going to support that. And I think that that's ill. Your website is freaking amazing and (laughs) oh for sure. I'm very excited to see the visuals in person as well. You collaborate with some of my favorite creatives in the space I'm going to plant another seed and continue this uh, this networking branch. Maybe we can say of money trees where Amina has led me to you, and maybe we can have Heno come on for an episode later on this month. That would be fire, and I'm sure that I will also get in another or hear about another amazing creative I need to be speaking with from that. You know, Tara, this has been very, very informative. Very very dope. Hearing about your approach to the space, your appreciation for DAOs has reinvigorated my care for him. Where right? I haven't really been into it, but hearing you talk about it, I'm more interested. I'm <sighs> going to check more out. Um, you know, there are two questions I ask every guest on the show before they get out of here. The first question is going to be, "What is your seed phrase?" And so, you know, in, in crypto, yes, that's normally your account recovery key. Yeah. To me, it's just not a scary enough term where if you're new and you hear seed phrase, it doesn't scream security. Uh-huh. And people don't realize, like, yo, if you lose your seed phrase, you can lose access to all of your assets, all of your NFTs, everything that you have in that mm-hmm. wallet. So on Money Trees, we are repurposing seed phrase. Mm hmm. For us, seed phrase is going to be a saying, a quote, a slogan, a motto, a lyric that you live by that embodies your approach to your career, to your art, to your craft. Tara Moves, what is your seed phrase?
1: Collaboration for collective
0: elevation.
1: And It's also- a bar. <laughs>
0: Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Please, please go, go, go.
1: And many hands make light work. I think are the, which basically
0: mean the same. We thing. got two. No, I'm here for <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. You are so ready for that. Those are golden. Wow, that was no, that really was a bar. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just like, oh no, wait, no, the rhyme too to close it out. I'm here for it. Uh, my second question is going to be: What is the price of your one of one money trees number fifty seven note going to be listed for on Zora?
1: Yeah, so it's listed for 2 ETH. Um and I'm launching a party bid for it later today. Oh wait, no, no,
0: sorry. No, that's your your house party. The oh. moves for anyone who's listening is is on Zora for 2 ETH. Oh, I oh. meant the money tree's note of oh, the, the wonderful picture note. you have sent of yourself. Yes, yes. We are going to list this as well. This is a one of one oh to goodness. celebrate your appearance. A one of one to commemorate your your wisdom shared on the show. And I just love, you know, I, I'm I'm still not the same way I'm a little hesitant on DAOs for the most part. Audio on the blockchain has not hit for me yet. I still oh. think distribution is very, very key. And I think that you shared a lot of gems today and to bring this audio to the blockchain. I don't know. It just it doesn't sit right with me. But digital art. I love the way digital art looks on the blockchain. And so I take these notes and I immortalize everyone because, as long as Ethereum's around, hopefully longer than all, me and all the guest lives will be, these episodes can be remembered. And I can have all of these lovely faces collected in this collection of Money Trees notes and grow this garden. So I'm going to list your note on Zora as a one of one. Amazing. But also if you are listening to this and the reserve has not been met house party nft <laughs> is available on zora <laughs> as a 1 of 1 so uh yes if you could tell us the price for this money trees note <laughs> that would be Oh
1: my what what is the standard uh, like point 0.1 east? Point, point okay
0: no it's yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like is that your final answer <laughs> yes yeah, it's I like
1: I like it That's perfect
0: one. <laughs> That's perfect the the range has been there've been a couple of free ones one has been donated to the Queer Museum. Um, and there are some that are ranging in the millions because some of my guests would like me to make this the most popular talk show to ever come out of the blockchain and I want that. get people to spend. You know, I'm I'm welcome I'm welcoming the challenge. I said the guests name their price. If that's what the price is, that's what we run with. I just gotta step it up. And not even step it up. I gotta keep it up. I love like you know, of course, I'm biased or whatever, but we're 57 episodes in. Yeah, and I learn something every time. I have such like when I when you look at it, you know, on the Zor like on Zora and you look at the collection, you see these faces. It's such a diverse, and not that diversity is anything outside of the fact that I love that I speak to so many unique people. And I don't mean diverse demographics. I mean diverse in thought, mm-hmm. diverse in careers, diverse in locations, and so. Yeah, and I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I love yeah. it. I love the show. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today, by the way.
1: Thank you for having me. I think it's it's amazing. I think that like there's so much potential in those spaces that are less explored, like audio NFTs, like uh, like restaurant NFT or food NFTs and fashion NFTs. And I think that it's so cool that you are like by by entering the space and by by creating this, you are def- like you're building that space and that's really, really cool. And I also just, I love the documentation. I love the notes. um, I love the like 57. That's so amazing. And I got to listen through all of them because the amount of knowledge that I'm sure is dropped um, in these spaces is, is next, next level. Um, And I also really resonate with like the, the, yeah, the documentation, like that's really what, I'm trying to do in moves with all these different different people and to see to see the different the different ways that that can happen um, is just is just really cool. With, like because you're 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 visualizing and I don't know what the other word is audio audio <laughs> documenting.
0: Um, yeah, no, I'm um, here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> amazing people.
1: So thank you, because that's like that's such important work.
0: Um. it's it's ill because I really felt some of that same energy when I saw the house party piece where I'm like yo we are just capturing some of these energies that people may have not seen and for you it's the movement of these amazing creatives and displaying it in a format that you know is ideally new to you and I think that that's fun and it just allows us to highlight the, you said it. These people, not only are you fans of them, but they're your friends. And being able to create with people you consider friends, that's in the tagline for this show. How my, <laughs> I examine how my friends grow in Web3 and beyond. Even Ooh. though this is our first time speaking, I can already tell we would be great friends. I cannot wait to see you at NFT and yeah. NYC. I got to make a see move, your to visuals.
1: See
0: you. <laughs> Yo, I'm here for it. I can't dance though, so mine might have to be a little two-step. I might have to be off in the corner just like wallflowering it, but uh, that's a combo good. for another day. Hey, okay, thank you, thank you, there it is. Because some people was getting down at house party, and I'm like, whew, why well, I would love it. I don't know. They can't have this immortalized in my dance moves. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm tangenting again. Tara, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. I cannot wait to share this episode, and I believe that you have shared gems that will go on to improve the careers of... Who knows how many people?
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, this was really wonderful, and I really appreciate it. Um, your energy
0: has made the start of this week. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Delay on Twitter again.
1: Uh, I'm just. I'm excited. I'm excited to see your your project keep growing, um, and meet you in New York. It's gonna be so fun. It's very hectic, but so fun.
0: That's my thing. I'm like, okay, sleep won't happen, but it'll be fine. I'll get to see everyone. Because last NFT NYC was dope, but it's like you don't even go to the conference. It's just the fact that everyone's in the city and you go to whatever pop-ups are happening.
1: Are you going to be doing a Money Trees pop-up?
0: Oh, okay. Alpha, alpha. Alpha? Um, um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So there is... And I I don't like – we we haven't fully, fully locked it in yet. But the idea is to do at least one in-studio taping Mm -hmm.
1: potentially
0: with a live audience of the Money Trees episodes that would coincide with some of the NFT NYC days. And Because I've always said this is a talk show, not a podcast. I distribute it on podcast platforms because that's where it's starting off at. But I explicitly yeah. knew from the jump, this is meant to be a talk show. It is meant to be something that has a visual component that has higher energy. And I just I, I think you're seen before you're heard no- nowadays anyway, which is why we have the money trees note in the art. And I work with these really ill artists and I want to be able to display, like I want to talk to you about these visuals and let people be able to see it at the same time and figure yeah, out okay. what that looks like in this new format. So I'm adamant that it is a talk show and I'm confident that NFT NYC will be the first iteration of adding the visual element into money trees. I have this crazy vision and, you know, whatever, I'll plant the seed now. There's, I want it to be like a garden, you know, and that's going to be – if you've ever seen Between Two Ferns with mm-hmm. Zach Galifianakis where that, it's a very basic set but just the two fern set. I want to yeah. have like a zen garden with money trees all around Not it changing. where people can come in and visit. Yes. But here's my kicker, and here's the real alpha. So yes. people don't know, if you've ever seen DJ Vlad, who's like this hip-hop interviewer, Vlad okay. is not actually in the room, and his interviews are mad popular because he always has the same background. He gets like crazy stuff from artists. He will, uh, I'm not going to – I'm not, I'm, this is not an endorsement of Vlad, but I do <laughs> love the fact that he's not in the room when he does these. So I love Twitter spaces because you can just be wherever you're at. You need your phone, and you can come on the show. My idea is to build a studio at my home base, wherever that is at the time when I can afford to build a studio, and then be able to pay for the guest to go to a studio in wherever their city is and have them be on a green screen and then be able to green screen the guest against whatever backdrop I have in my home studio so the guest can constantly visually be there and not the you know nothing against the way Zoom podcast happen but it just doesn't hit for me like yeah. it doesn't hit when you've got the webcam camera and it's like yeah. it just feels like a zoom to me and You're i don't like zoom <laughs> yeah yes. yeah it's that that's not it for me so i just want to add some production to it and um Yeah, it's funny. This is at the end of the episode. People that have been so lucky to listen to the gems you've shared on this get to the end of this. We'll see the seed grow. I'm also excited to see your projects grow. This has been fire. Uh, Yeah, again, I'm going to thank you again just because I am grateful for your appearance on the show. This has been a beautiful way for me to start my week. And yeah, I look forward to NFT NYC and seeing all the amazing creatives that will be there.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Later. Peace. Peace. Bye. Have a
1: beautiful day.
0: You too. You too. You too. Peace out. We out of here.